0: Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome on the Culture News. My name is David Cerrero, and I have the pleasure today on iHeartRadio to welcome... A, it's very hard to describe her. She is one of my favorite artists of all time. She is one of the best pianists. To me, she is the best pianist. But I would say she is one of the greatest pianists of all time. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? She is French She is the pride and joy of France. So in France, we have great pastries. We thank God every day for giving us beautiful architecture. But also, we thank God for giving us our wonderful guest of the day. Her name, of course, you recognize her. Her name is Hélène Grimaud. She is absolutely divine. She has released a new album. She's touring the whole world. And we are so lucky. To have her today over the phone, right before rehearsal shows. She's doing so much. We are so happy to have her right over the phone, the lovely Ellen Grimo. Helen, how are you today?
1: I'm very well. Thank you very much for your time. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Oh.
0: Thank you to you. Thank you to you. First of all, where is your French accent because you you sound so perfect American, you know. <laughs>
1: well, I've lived in the US for a long time now, but um but people always guess that I come from France. There's no hiding it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that per- perhaps your your natural je ne sais quoi, you know, that uh, uh, people love, lo- love so much. So, um I would love to know things that we cannot find on Google. Can you tell us what do you remember from your childhood that made you start to become a, perhaps not a pianist but to start at least to be attracted by this beautiful instrument, the piano?
1: I think I really owe it all to my parents. Um, it was nowhere on my radar because music wasn't a part of their lives. Um my mother sang a lot always at home. She had a very melodious voice, um a very good ear, excellent pitch, loved to recite poetry, which of course has music within it um That was probably my very first exposure um to music in its in its original form, if you will, the music of the language, and then her singing um and then from there, I was just really lucky that they identified somehow. A need for an extracurricular activity I had a lot of um energy in school was in a way always well channeled. It got in the way um more than anything, and um the first assumption was that it was a surplus of physical energy so the first um activities that were offered to me were you know sports, dance I was stiff as a broom, I had no interest in anything of the sort, and one of the last things was um almost by chance was piano. Um, And so my father brought me into this basic um, music course for very young children. Um, There was a bunch of kids in a big room, an upright piano, a set of drums, and and an AD that was teaching the basics. And uh, by the time my father picked me up, after that first 45 minutes, she came over to him and said, I think she is gifted for music. I think you should have her start the piano. It's a good instrument to begin with. She can always switch later. But that's what I recommend. And the course was very, very basic. She would, um, you know, play a tune on the piano, have the kids hit the drums to detect if they had a you know, sense of rhythm. Uh, she would have them sing along. And so it was really more music initiation course, if you will. And then it went from there. And so I'm so lucky that, that you know, this opportunity um, was given to me it oh, captivated wow. Real, my attention mm-hmm. that, that i think that that's really what what did the trick really because it changed my life in the sense that that it it didn't only um capture my 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 attention but it captivated my imagination and from that moment um it was clear that whatever surplus energy was there was more mental than anything else and music channeled it so the sort of redemption
0: wow it's so beautiful uh, and of course we're so grateful to your parents And uh, all the wonderful teachers, you know, who recommended you.
1: Uh, I
0: just don't see you behind the guitar or behind the flute. You know what I mean? You have this charisma that you need. Not that, uh, of course, uh, the flutists uh, don't have charisma. That's not what I meant. But, I mean, you are embodying this instrument so well. And I didn't know, you know, about uh, uh, your, your mom being a singer. Because it's funny every time I listen to you, whether you play Chopin or you play Brahms or you play any of these big guys, I always feel that your piano sings. You know, like I don't hear uh, different notes. I hear one note. It's a little bit like Duke Ellington when he mm. said that uh, the orchestra is the one instrument. You know what I mean? So um, yes. I, I'm feeling this um, uh, with you. If you were not Ellen Grimaud, if you were not Ellen Grimo, how would you, I would say, qualify, because I'm sure you heard so many pianists, you worked with Daniel Baron Boehm to start with, but you, you work with so many, I'm sure you heard and you study and you analyze many, many great pianists. I'm sure you can judge many pianists. If you were not Ellen Grimo, how would you qualify your style? What is the signature of Ellen Grimo from her own work?
1: Oh, that's a tricky question um not a <laughs> trick question, Just a tricky question to answer. Um, well, I would say perhaps the fact that um, if nothing else, I think the paying is it's generous, it's honest, and it's emotional um does not mean it doesn't have many shortcomings but um but when I'm out there, I give everything I have. In the moment, and for me, the concert has to be an emotional journey. If it isn't that, then you don't really need it. You can stay home and listen to your favorite recording. So, and what you said earlier is 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 a great compliment, but it's also the greatest challenge to make the the piano sing. Because at the end of the day, it's just a percussive instrument, and you know, it has no natural sustain and so that is always the defi, you know, if you will, as we say in French, this, this uh this challenge of making
0: yeah.
1: that sound um take on so many different uh incarnations but but the goal is always for it to come as close to as close as possible to the human voice. Um because I yeah. I think at the end of the day the playing has to suggest something else. It has to be inhabited by something. It's not just about the notes, um, and it's even beyond what is between the notes.
0: Oh. Oh, my goodness. Between the notes. Oh, that's... so. <laughs> am sorry, I just have to digest what you just said. That is something that I never heard. I mean, I heard my baby talking about, uh, you know, using the silence and all of that, but I never heard someone saying, there is also what is between the notes. That is so genius. That is so genius. Um, you know, we have that image um, of, you know, classical pianists who uh, play only classical music. They do nothing else. They 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 wake up, they listen only to classical music. I still, you know, believe that uh, classical pianists, they also need sometimes to... Uh, wash the ears also and entertain the ears is there any music that you I know you're very you're very close to the nature we're going to talk about that but uh, what kind of other music do you like to play do you like jazz I know you like Ravel Debussy which you know there's some of it in there Um, yes is there any um, genre music that you like to to listen or to dance on or do you like to play
1: I like jazz very much. I like some rap, um, probably because of the, the rhythmical element. I've always liked Eminem. I like Michael Jackson. I like Radiohead. A lot of other groups. Oh, yeah. A lot of electronic musicians as well for the atmosphere that they create through a rather minimalistic soundscape. So, yeah, many, many different things. Um, and that's, you know, that's what makes it so, so interesting. Music has so many different um languages you know within its own planet um and it's it's always an enrichment to be exposed to different different styles um different ways of suggesting another world, so uh, it's an important part of my life. One thing I have difficulty with is having music in the background, so usually when i Listen to music, and no matter what style, not only classical, it pretty yeah. much takes precedence. I have to drop whatever i'm I'm doing. I can't really do it um by by default, so that it's that's maybe the only thing that uh that makes it a little less what, flexible
0: Wow, well, you know you I love what you're saying, you know, so I couldn't agree more with everything you're saying, so you have recorded uh. A lot of beautiful material. You played almost every uh, composer's, and on your most latest recording, you have recorded a beautiful album called "The Messenger" on Dutch Gramophone. We say hello to our friends on Dutch Gramophone, with whom you are um, an exclusive artist, I believe, since two thousand two, if two thousand six, maybe. Uh, and then you have created an intriguing dialogue between Mozart and Silvestrov. Uh, can you tell us? how that album, uh, I would say, came about?
1: Well, I think The Messenger is really an an echo to the Credo album, my first recording for Deutsche Grammophon, but also to um, Reflection, Resonances, even water in the sense that I've always liked. And actually I started um, my second recording for Den on Nippon Columbia um, way back when I think I was 16 by the time I made that second recording or 17 where I started to bring different pieces from different composers. And I always felt that they shed a light onto one another, which, which makes the creation of the program a thing in itself. Um, and perhaps instead of hearing them in a context that would be more familiar, for example, with next to other pieces by that same composer or within one given cycle. But it is interesting to have these correspondences um, and to juxtapose them in ways which might be insolite, as we say in French, um, perhaps unexpected, but at the end, when you listen to the whole, it creates... It creates a story, whether it's through the tonality or through yeah. the emotional content. So in the case of The Messenger with Mozart and Silvestrov, both composers, um, in my humble opinion, are musics that speak of, of, I think, more more paradise lost than paradise found. And um, there is a very strong, very mystical presence to... To both of these, not only composers but these pieces, which I specifically chose: um, the D minor concerto, the two fantasies, mm. um, D minor, C minor by Mozart, which are his two most rhapsodic um, pieces by nature, actually. But um, and then the D minor concerto, which is perhaps the most Beethovenian, if one can say that. Um, this this sense of of um, this you know imminent. Um, entry of destiny yeah. this 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 meeting with 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 fate um it's a very highly dramatic tonality for mozart one he didn't use very often and i, I feel it has a very personal uh, significance within his work um and the silvestrov um world which i was introduced to by manfred Asha, the um uh, director of the ecm label Years and years ago, actually, through this uh, wonderful song cycle, Stella Lida* Silent Songs, um, and I fell in love with that music right there and then, a decade and a half ago at least, if not a little more, and then started to play quite a few of his pieces. So uh, this is also logical in that sense, but I feel that they create um, a very special world next to each other.
0: Yeah, and we see also we we can hear. Maybe you're gonna think yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, crazy, but I w- we really feel the dialogues, um between these two. I would say uh, universes of uh, Mozart and uh, Silvestrov. So really, uh, congratulations! It's it's really uh, beautiful. Uh, if you would have a lunch with or dinner with Mozart, what would you tell him? What would you like to know from him?
1: I probably would simply like to be in his presence and mostly be quiet, but that's the thing. You know, we often fantasize about the chance of, of having a conversation with our favorite composers because they are, you know, they're partners, just like the instrument, um, the piano, which is, well, in my case, probably my steadiest partner throughout my life. And some of these composers are as well, because I've been friends since childhood. At the same time, I always go back to the conclusion that um, the best of what they have to give us is in their music, really, in their art. And as much as I would be fascinated to be able to find out more about the man, the human being um, behind the artist, I think, well, what more to ask for than the emotional content that they give us through their through their pieces, and how far that takes us um you know it's the case well with with all of these composers, I believe that you know music creates a bridge towards the a spiritual world, a world which is um, yeah. beyond the one in which we you know we um evolve throughout our lifetime and um and that's the greatest the greatest gift,
0: yeah. And and uh, I'm always thinking, do these guys like Mozart, Beethoven, would even think that, you know, like 400 years, 300 years, 200 years later, people are still, you know, writing books about them, still learning them. And they are such an international language because I've been to Morocco and I've seen, you know, kids learning Mozart, you know, it's it's so so um incredible there we, we owe so much but we owe to you ellen because not only are you bringing your beautiful playing but also you are doing these beautiful actions we're so grateful to you because in 1999 you founded the wolf conservation center the wcc in south salem so Uh, I think you made worldwide renown the city of South Salem because I don't think anybody else uh, outside of New York would know that city, but with all due respect. But no, you made that city worldwide famous because, uh, first of all, you talk um, about it in your book. It's part of the title of of your book. Um, You're very close, of course, to uh, the Wolves. Can you tell us... um, I I was going to ask a very naive question, uh, but Why the wolves and not uh, another animal? Or what do you find in the wolves that really uh, fascinates you? Besides, of course, their beautiful hair and uh, the beautiful eyes.
1: Well, what got me interested in the cause um, initially was actually the discrepancy um, that existed and to some degree still unfortunately exists and persists to this day the discrepancy between what people perceive of them and, and what they truly are um and that was the reason for for founding the wolf conservation center um really as a as a not-for-profit environmental education organization and the goal of which is to work to protect and preserve wolves in North America. And, and that is best accomplished through science-based education. Very important because so many of the decisions made today are unfortunately not based in science. Uh, but also advocacy and and participation in the federal recovery and release programs for two of the most critically endangered wolf species, the Mexican gray, gray wolf and the red wolf. And so that was for me... Um, the goal, you know, the wolf is a, it's an umbrella species, keystone species, um, a top predator. When you work to save the wolf, you cannot do that without saving its natural habitat and therefore benefiting all of the species, um, which live in that environment. It is the top predator of most of Northern ecosystems. And it is very, um, important for the balance of, of nature. We call wolves engineers of biodiversity and, um, and to preserve as healthy and, and wholesome an environment as possible is a is responsibility we have not only for us, but for um, you know generations to come. And I believe that not only our physical health depends on it, but also our, our um, psychological, emotional and spiritual health as well.
0: Well, we, we are so grateful to you for uh, doing this, and, and I hope uh, uh, I'll be able someday to, to visit South Salem and visit all I the great you. things you do and, 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 bring, yeah, and bring awareness on, um, on all the, the great things you're doing. You are so generous with us with your time. I don't want to take uh, too much. I want to thank from the bottom of my heart uh, Mr Max Horowitz from uh, crossover Media for putting this together, and most importantly, the amazing the lovely Ellen grimo Ellen i don't know what to tell you. you are simply phenomenal. you are so inspiring. I read of course your your books I listen to all your stuff every time there is a new video of you on youtube. I run to <laughs> to <No>. watch it <laughs> and 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 to do what you do. Uh, just tell me the truth. Um, how many fingers do you really have?
1: <laughs> well, I can confirm um, that I only have 10, unfortunately, even though ten. I might know uh, yeah, yeah, very yeah. often that there would be a few more of those going around.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> so because but I, what can I, I say?
1: Continue. You always have to yeah. compensate.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I feel that there were like Another ten or twenty more fingers, but no, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, no. It, it, you are you don't come from this planet, uh, Ellen. It's a nice no. try to tell us you were born in France, but you're coming from another planet. Uh, we, we we have to uh, admit that. Of course, I'm only kidding. Uh, the lovely ladies and gentlemen, my name is David. So we had the pleasure today on iHeartRadio and many other platforms. We are so excited, so honored listen to all her album, purchase all her album, uh, make a donation to that world conservation center, go to run to see her performing. She's in Seattle, uh, sorry, in Houston. Then after she goes to Seattle, she goes to Naples in Florida. Lucky you in December, you're going to enjoy yourself over there. And, um, you're gonna have a, a great time. You go on her website, Ellengrimo.com. You can see uh, more of her bio, all of her agenda, and of course, you can purchase her wonderful music and follow up on the Wolf Conservation Center. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so happy, Ellen. I adore you, madam. I adore you. Thank you, thank you. Merci, merci, merci. Thank
1: you so much for your generosity. It will accompany me Do- in times of doubt.
0: No, can you say a, a little phrase in French for uh, for the people of France? Because right now I'm in Paris, so I'm gonna I'm gonna show up a little bit to the people. I'm gonna say yes with who I spoke today. I spoke with Daniel Grimaud. No one is going to believe me. Can you say yes. a little thing in French, like uh, you know, I don't know, something? <laughs>
1: bah, je peux vous dire, je peux vous dire que vous me manquez. Ça fait bien trop longtemps, et je me réjouis de revenir à Paris fin janvier, début février, en, encore une fois. Ça marche. En tout cas, je vous aime, vous êtes irreverent, je vous admire et vous êtes mon pays.
0: Merci all of that for me. All of that for me. <laughs> no, of course, you're oh, you talking have... of me, you were talking oh. of the French people because I said I miss you, but at me. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no we difficult. of course the
1: thing that I left France um, as a rejection, not at all. There was no element of oh, rejection. Oh, never.
0: No, 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 was no. Just, no one, no, it no was, one it thinks was that, I assure you. Sure a you?
1: Search, it was a search for something else, simply.
0: Of course. Of course. And uh, and uh, listen, you're, you're French in your heart. You're French in your fingers. You are taking <laughs> the beautiful French school of piano that in those days when teachers were giving all their heart and soul, it was not about money. It was not about getting private lessons. It was... Uh, putting everything into their students so you are honoring all of that and you are in the hearts of all the French uh, uh, people and uh, you know uh, you have many venues in in France they also you know they can invite you more often you know (laughs) so this is uh, I want you to know that at least this show is your home you can come back anytime you see when you have a french moroccan over the phone the ending of the interview is longer than the whole interview right the goodbye I is longer the than way the way. whole interview <laughs> 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 that's the way <laughs> well god bless you my dear have a lovely are- day more music you know what we're going to play some of the Hélène grimo you know what we're going to do uh, next week i'm going to do a helen grimo day throughout the whole day we're going to play only helen grimo um uh, music. Let's do that. We're going to do that. Oh my God, I love that woman. She's simply amazing. What a lovely baby. You guys are so lucky. Whoever can go and see her right now, more music. We're going to play some of that beautiful new record of the lovely Ellen Grimo, our dear, dear friend. More music to follow up. Stay tuned with us.